This is Deep Blue, where we get the true life stories of BYU athletes, coaches, and fans. Here's your host, Jerem Jordan. Welcome to Deep Blue, where we explore the most compelling stories in BYU sports. I'm your host, Jerem Jordan. On today's show, we talk with Craig Cusick, a former basketball player who in 2013 beat Utah State on a buzzer beater. But that isn't the whole story. Craig, welcome to Deep Blue. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Privileged to be here. Appreciate it, Jerem. It's been a minute. Uh, in 2012, 13, 14, we're hanging out. Uh, I'm helping get you on SportsCenter. Well, you helped yourself by making a game-winning shot, which we will explore in a moment. But uh, it's been a minute. So what have you been up to since BYU? <laughs> Let's see. Graduated in 2013 uh, in April, and I know, don't be surprised I graduated, but uh, and been at Qualtrics ever since, so local software company here in Provo. Uh, if you're mean, a BYU fan at all, you, you know, know Qualtrics. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know where those replays come from when you're sitting <laughs> Mar- with the Marriott Center. So, um, yeah, been at Qualtrics ever since, so that was not originally the plan, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that, but... Um, uh, been there, so uh, it's it's been a great ride for the last eight eight and a half years. That's awesome, man. Okay, so obviously your story revolves around a moment, as many people's lives do, right? Moments yeah. that happen. So let's go back to February nineteenth, twenty thirteen, and a day that changed your life in many ways. Uh, tell people what happened that day. Jeremy it certainly did. So I, um, you know, here's what I remember about Feb. Uh, let's see, February nineteenth. That was the day. And I remember this was a game, if I remember correctly, that was actually rescheduled from earlier in the year. I think that this game was canceled and rescheduled for this day. But long story short, February 19th, I woke up going about a regular day. And I during the night, the night before, right? So let's see, the 18th going to the 19th, my dad during the middle of the night collapsed. Um, got up, collapsed uh, when, when walking down the hallway. And my mom you know, took him to the hospital to figure out what was going on. Long story short, through, you know, several several hours at the hospital, right? At this point didn't didn't assume anything, right? Uh, you know, I'm usually a pretty positive person. I think my whole family is. Uh, there's nothing too negative, right? Uh, that that we would have assumed. But, you know, after after tests, after many scans and whatnot, it, it came to be something like late afternoon. Uh, because it was in between, we had we had a game that day, right? Versus Utah State, big game. And I I remember, yeah, big game. And I remember, you know, going back and forth that day to the hospital to kind of get updates, right? Just down here in Provo, Utah Valley. And it was probably something like three o'clock in the afternoon when we found out that my dad had uh, cancer, uh, pancreatic cancer. So he was he was diagnosed, and um, you know, we were informed uh, of this just a couple hours before. For game time, and and you can imagine, you know, I I never anticipated that as a potential outcome um, on that day. But you know, for me, um, you know, it hit me like a ton of bricks, as you can probably imagine. And, and anyone, and I'm not the only one that's been through this, and I'm, I've, I've learned that, right? I think we all have someone very close to us in our lives. But for me, in that moment, as a young college kid, right, when my hero and my dad, I'm informed he has pancreatic cancer, and I you know, start to hear, you know, what my siblings and what my mom and others, what we know about pancreatic cancer, you know, immediately it, it, you know, it took a whole nother perspective on life and what, what I was doing. And for me, it was like, it was, there was, it was quite the, I remember calling coach, you know, I'm wondering like, look, am I going to go to the game? And anyone who knows my dad, right, knows that wasn't an option. You know, I remember bedside, you know, in the hospital, 
you know, asking him or telling him I wasn't going to play. And he, he laughed it off, right? And, like, if you know my dad, there was, there was no question that I was going to be at the game. And so, you know, obviously, uh, you know, and I'll stop there. But, I, you know, obviously we went to the game. And don't know how far you want me to go with this, Jerem, but I'm happy to, happy to share. You can go deep. Um, so here's the deal. Went, showed up to the game about an hour early. I think I was probably a little bit behind some of the other guys and coaches understood, but I showed up. And, um, you know, it was funny. What I can say about that game is I do remember I was 0 for 6. I do remember, you know, I, I played quite a bit, uh, did not have a good game, Ter- terrible game, uh, you know, from what I can remember. And, um, you know, I was just in a complete funk, as you can, you can imagine, right? I was in the game, but I was out of the game. I was not, right, I, I was not mentally there. I was not emotionally there. Right. And my mind was other places. And I had never had that experience right in my life. You know, I'm I'm very much. And, and those that watched me play probably saw that I'm a really passionate, emotional player. Like I when I'm in the game, I'm locked in. Right. There's nothing else that matters. And I, I get pretty into it. And this game was a bit different. Right. And I, I could not get anything rolling. And I remember it came and what were we down one or were we tied? I, I can't remember. Right. At, at the, in the moment. Yeah. At the very end. It's tied. And we were tied. Right. And I, I remember, you know, whatever, a few seconds left. You know, we were timeout. We come out of the timeout. Coach still keeps me in the game for some weird reason, right? And, um, you know, I remember the play, right? I remember they were in a zone, right? And Matt Carlino was at the top. I was on the wing. And I remember very specifically the, pay, the play that we drew up and the coach drew up was, you know, based on what we knew they were going to do on, in defense, they were going to either commit to, to Matt or myself. And, you know, depending on the options, we were going to have a chance where Matt could shoot it or I could shoot it and or I could even kick it one more time to the corner, Right for a shot, we have some 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 options there, and I, it was you know when Matt shot that ball right uh, from the top, but right from from the three point line, he had a good shot and a good look, and I remember it was a weird experience, man. But I, my angle that I was at on the wing, I could see directly where that ball was coming off the hoop, right, and so for me, I, it um, subconsciously, like in the moment, I remember being consumed by this and just being able to see it before it happened. Um, I get about six inches off the ground because that's about as much of a vertical <laughs> as I ever had and uh, caught it and, and, and put it in. So, five seconds. Carlino for three. Off the front end, followed by Kusick. It's over. So, you, you know, a lot of people. You know, like you mentioned earlier, there's that moment for me, you know, obviously at that point, hitting a game winner was one thing, right? Like that was obviously incredibly uh, special for me and my career and, and, and frankly, what most people remember me as, right? If they do remember me, right? Because anyone that remembers me, I'm like, look, you must be a huge BYU fan <laughs> if you remember Craig Cusick. But I, no, but that was, you know, for me, that was, uh, you're, you're right. I remember after that shot, you know, run around the arena and all my siblings were there and my family was all there. And, you know, it was an emotional, you know, game for all of us, you know, but no one else knew outside of the team. Um, you didn't say right after the game, hey, today I found out my dad has cancer. You're, you're exactly right. I, um, you know, my, I remember coach informing the players right before the game, right, on why I was a bit late to shoot around, right, like why I was late showing up to the game. And uh, he informed everybody about what was going on. And so, you know, outside of the coaching staff and the players, like, I, I don't think there was another person in the building, right, who was aware of what was going on, which was, which was fine, right? At that point, you know, we're talking just an hour or two after, you know, finding out this news, and I, I didn't really know what to do with it, right? And, you know, so for me, after the 
naturally in a game winner, all of a sudden all the interviews start happening, right? And I didn't bring it up in the interviews, right? I, I wasn't sure how my family felt about things. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to talk about something like this, if I wasn't. And, um, you know, what I quickly realized, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, Jerem, was, you know, as I, you know, in the is- initial interviews, I, I didn't mention anything, but then quickly word got out, you know, not from me, but even from others. And what I realized actually was, we're getting out. It only added to the story and frankly, not a selfish thing, but frankly, it brought it brought a lot of attention on cancer itself. It brought a lot of attention on pancreatic cancer, my dad and the support that we all got and that not only myself and my family got at that moment. It was pretty magical and it was special. Right. And so there was a lot of silver linings right in that moment. Um, cancer's never a great thing, but what came out of it? And the support that not only me, but also my family and the messages and the notes and the social media, right? And the things that happened, like, it absolutely was a a magical moment for me in my life. And I look back and can think about, I I can think about that day and I, I remember and I honestly, I think about that day almost almost every day. I remember in game time, I... For those that knew the relationship that I had with my dad, it was like I, I knew exactly where he sat. I knew what seat he was in every single game. Um, and for me, you know, he, he coached me growing up. I, I knew and like all it took was me looking up his, uh, you know, up at the chair and realizing he wasn't there. And it's like, but I, I knew what he would be saying to me. I knew what he'd be coaching me on. I knew what, right? That was our relationship. He didn't have to say much, right? Because I, I, I knew how he coached. I knew how he thought about the game. I knew things that, and for me, I remember like that was all part of that experience and in that game, right? And it, it kind of, you know, closed the whole loop with some of the social media and the support that we got once I did tell the story, right? And once it came out. So anyway, um, you know, certainly a silver lining, right? To, to pretty magical, you know, a, a, a game winning shot that w- was not a tough shot, by the way, right? And so some people say, well, yes, it was, it, it, was. Not, it, it was, was catch and shoot. You did it in the air. Uh, Anyone that plays tippin as a little kid, okay? Say, like, did, come on. I was on. gonna say, did you play tippin? Because that was the perfect tippin <laughs> shot, right? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I, I've got the side court at my house that I grew up on as a kid that my dad built, right? And like tippin, that was a game I played every single day. So a little little floater in the key. I mean, it was. Come on, man, Jeremy, you could have hit that shot. And just you know as, who was as out? As I could. Utah State was <laughs> in that situation. We're talking to Craig Cusick here exactly. on Deep Blue. That was that was such a crazy day because yes, later that night it comes out the information. Oh my gosh. You found out your dad, Randy, had, had cancer. The next morning, I'm involved in helping get you on SportsCenter. They want to talk to you. This is such a crazy story. So you're in Studio B, where uh, you know True Blue was at the time. Now it's BYU Sports Nation studio. So that has a meaningful place for me, too, of like, hey, you've been in there in SportsCenter. Ziggy Ansah's been in there in SportsCenter. Zach Wilson's been in there. It was one of those cool moments where BYU fans were really proud of something their guy did. But it was this really personal moment for you. So that's the next morning. I want to go back to once the game ends. You talk to the media, you finish all that. Tell me about when you go to the hospital and you, you actually get to be with your dad physically since he was at the hospital during the game. Yeah, you know, for me, after going to the hospital, right, first off, enjoying the moment with my family, but then secondly, going to the hospital, I remember, like, vividly, you know, my my dad's a rough and tough dude, right? And 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 especially on the outward appearance, like he he is the toughest guy, right? That anybody knew, anyone that knew my dad, right? And he was he was a cowboy, and I, and and so you don't you don't see the tender side of my dad, right? Because deep deep inside, right, he is a soft soft man, right? And and um, for me, I remember walking back into that hospital, right, and he was breaking down in tears when I walked into the room. That I saw a whole nother side of my dad, right? The very few have ever seen, 
right? And so that moment, you know, to connect on a, on a much more deeper level, on a much more soft level, right? Um, those that know Randy Cusick, right, man, he doesn't take, he doesn't take crap from anybody. And he's, he's a tough dude. And it, it's, um, and it's, uh, so that moment, right, to just completely embrace and, and, um, have that experience for a few hours with me and my family right next to the bedside with him and to wrap things up and and the day at least like that was certainly a positive ending right for what was what was pretty difficult right uh through the most of the day because you had made i imagine game-winning shots you're the all-time leading scorer at Orem. you had grown up playing ball this wasn't your first time like making a big shot but this is a big shot when it's at byu and it's against utah state i mean that that was i imagine one of if not the best basketball moments of your life and it coincides on the day of you receiving that news which is just insane it it absolutely was you know and and some of the other things i think made it you know beyond the rivalry which there certainly was right um you know they had a great team uh in fact there was a you know a coach or two on their coaching staff that coached me when you know my freshman year when i was at the u so uh you know i there was there was it was a personal right opportunity right uh you know, for me in that game, and like I said, I, I didn't play good. Like I was, I was completely out of it, but like I, you know, one little shot made up for all that. So it's, um, it's amazing how that happens, but you're exactly right. It was a, it was a special, special game. So you said that you could see the bounce coming off before. So you are on the right wing yep, and then you come, you curl into the middle and uh, no one boxes out in the modern game. It's yeah. not a Especially thing. Especially in zones. That's what that's right? one of the disadvantages no of a zone. zone. It's, it's tough. It's yes. tough in a zone. You come into the middle of the key, and you see this bounce perfectly off. It, it I mean, it bounces off of the front of the iron at such an angle that comes right to you, and it's probably, what, an eight-footer or something? Yeah. Um, in probably the air. four. When you, <laughs> I should have dunked <laughs> it. I should have dunked it. You were going <laughs> to kidding. throw it down, and then you realize this isn't going to happen. I realized um, I was two feet shy of throwing it down. That would have been epic, right? <laughs> then they're like, did he release it? Before? Yeah, exactly. But was, I mean, when you catch it, are you like, oh, this is going in? Because that's such a huge moment. You're the only one in the gym I knew it was who in. knows what's happening in that moment. Sound, I don't mean to be kind of news in. It was, it was, you could see it, right? And those that have been in sports and especially basketball, right, can understand this. You know, like I, when a shot goes up, you just learn. You know, you can see and you know where the ball's bouncing, right? And so for me, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, look, I, I had the perfect line of sight, happened to be in that spot. And, um, it, you know, it. Uh, I could see exactly where it was going to come off, and you know, I could pinpoint exactly where I needed to be, and I put myself there. And you know, I don't. I just remember. Yeah, there was no doubt in my mind when I caught that. I knew it was in right, and so it was. And, and like I said, it should have been. It was a four footer. Come on, it was like I, I can't miss that. But <laughs> You're it was acting like this was it, easy. No, it was, but in the moment, I remember thinking like there was no doubt in my mind. You know, even though I had missed the first six or seven shots that game, like Which this is, was this that was different. That juxtaposition is so interesting too. Yeah, because you're having one of your worst games in your mind. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, I'm over six. I'm not helping my team. Oh, da, da, da. mentally, I was out of it. I don't know what I was doing. Right, and then you make that. How quickly after you make that do you do you go to your dad? Did it take a sec? You're in that moment. You're with your teammates. The crowd's going crazy. Right away. Mm. I remember, uh, you know, and I could be wrong, but I remember turning instantly to the bench, right, all my teammates and coaching staffs, right? um, To your left. Who are right there to my left, right? And they're the only people that knew. So at this time, and my family that was up in the stands just a little ways. Behind the bench? So for me, yeah, behind the bench. And so I, I, I just remember instantly, like, instantly you know the first because the reaction of me and my 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 team members who knew what had happened you know it was the way that they embraced me and the way that they reacted to the moment 
was even just as special, right? Because I, I think they knew how meaningful, like, you know, we had all tiered together before the game, right? When coach announced, like, they, they all were very much, um, you know, empathized with me, right, in the situation. And so immediately, right, I felt that from all of them. And so, you know, there wasn't a split second, right, between when the ball went in to, like, me seeing my teammates where it wasn't, you know, instant, um, you know, going back to my dad, right, and that whole experience that the day had brought. So, Were you before the game not afraid, but uh, concerned that you might affect the team before the game? Or was it a rallying cry? Because that's like an interesting emotional situation yeah. where, hey, this is my second family, this team. Man, we have a big game. We've got to be juiced. We've got to execute the game plan. I don't, I don't want to bring anyone down, but I need the empathy and support emotionally. What, yeah. what was that like? Much more of a rallying cry rather than mm. anything else. It was very much coach showing his overwhelming support. Because he had had pancreatic cancer I think this diagnosed was a, a couple years a before, good point. right? It's a good point, right? I mean, I think we all know, all of us that know Coach Rose's story, right? The miracle story that Coach Rose has been through. I think for him, for the coaching staff, and before the game, for all the players, it was very much, right, man, let's do this right together. Let's Q6 dealing with this, right? Here's what's happened, right? Everyone, you know, emotional, tears, right? For, you know, pregame, we never had a pregame like that, right? But mm-hmm. it was like, man, this was, we're all in this together. And so I think, you know, to cap it Did off. It help? Oh, totally. It helped the performance? Totally. I mean, like, I, 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 I mean, for me, right? Like, it just was cool that this was, for me, that was a night that the team seemed like, look, everyone's on this for me, and they got my back. And 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 then when the game was capped like that, so much more of a, a rallying cry, much more. And and I don't remember. I remember, you know, I started quite a few games when I was a junior. I don't remember if I started this exact game or not. Or no, this is my senior year actually. So like, I I You're, can't remember if I started this game or not. I, I probably, may have, yeah. but um, but it was it was it was you know I I felt the love. I guess is what I'd say from yeah. all the team members and the support and like, hey, let's let's do this. And so to cap it off. Like that, it was, you know, they were all a part of it, right? And I even remember Tyler, who was in the interview next to me. I believe Tyler Hawes was in the interview next to me, you know, when we were doing some of the press conference afterwards, right? Like, I think he was wondering, like, am I going to say something? You know what I mean? And, and Am I the one to yeah, exactly. reveal exactly. it? Exactly. He's so, waiting for your cue. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, nothing was said. And, you know, but I, I definitely had everyone's support, right? So that was uh, made it even more special. We're so. talking with Craig Cusick here on Deep Blue. Okay, let's talk about your journey to BYU because this this moment we've highlighted is the yep. culminating moment. But you end up uh, you're at Utah, you're at Salt Lake Community College, you're at BYU. Uh, this this from being the all time leading scorer at Orem, which if you're the all time leading scorer at Orem in that history, I'm a little shocked. Uh, you know. At, at how this journey happened, but you had to do it the way you had to do it. Yeah. And, and you said you'd never, you haven't regretted it. Jerem, it, you know, my, my college career and anyone that knows me, right, would, would, would probably reference it the same way. I didn't know how to pass the ball in high school or growing up for that matter. Right? Like, dude, I, 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 I always joke around that I got like three assists in my whole high school career. Like, and that's a joke, obviously. But like my point was like I, that was my game, right? As I, I, I was a playmaker. I was a shooter. That's all, that's all I did, right? Bucket and so getter. I, um, and, you know, so it's, it's interesting, right? And, but, you know, I, so I went to the U my freshman year, right? I redshirted, right, uh, my freshman year. You are year. forgiven. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, exactly. And, um. Went to the U my freshman year, um, had a good experience, had some great teammates. We we did not have a good year that that year, um, uh, but went on, went on a mission, um, came back. Where'd you go on your mission? Uh, London, England. 
right? London. London. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Unreal. One of my favorite places uh, in the world. But uh, unbelievable experience and a lot, you know, to talk about there. But came back after the mission. And, you know, the program, the U, the, the U program uh, w- was not in a great spot. And, and frankly, growing up in Orem, right, I always, I always was a BYU fan. I had cousins who played football here, right? Who are your cousins? Tyler Nelson uh, played football years yeah. ago, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, some of my other, some of his brothers actually played as well. Um, but, you know, Brian Cusick, another cousin of mine, was on the team for a couple of years and played football. So I... My connection to BYU, I mean, I grew up in Cosmo Club. Like, I was having pizza in the upper afters. Like, I believe me, I was one of those kids having pizza as part of the Cosmo Club, and I, I was hitting every game, right? Like, Where's as the a Cosmo kid. Club now? I have no idea. I need my kids in there. <laughs> I have, exactly. <laughs> I know, my kids are spoiled. They're sitting way too low in these games, man. We need to get them up in the You're like, if your nose ain't bleeding, you don't know what it's like. Yeah. You're exactly right. So... You know, I, I grew up a Cougar fan, right? And and at a high school, it worked out best uh, at the U, and they, they seemed most interested at the time, right? And so, like, that that's where my path took me. But, man, for me, after my mission, that's where I took a step back, and I said, look, what do I want to accomplish? Um, you know, what's the best way to accomplish it, right? To get to a Division One school, to play basketball somewhere I love, right? And I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'll do one year at Salt Lake Community College, right? Um, didn't want to do two, so I, I played my freshman year at Salt Lake Community College, and, um, you know, was going to try to get re-recruited, right, see what opportunities that would bring. And, you know, played the first, you know, nine games or so. And um, remember, it was one of our first conference home games, broke my ankle, right, came down from a layup and landed and went both ways and, and just shattered my ankle, right, uh, both sides of it. And, and so, you know, the surgery took me out, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. And, you know, still have big scar, but I, I, I didn't know if I was going to play again. So that, that injury for me at Salt Lake Community College was, um, I thought was a setback, right, at the time. And, you know, because, uh, you know, I've never been able to jump the same off my left foot. Um, and, you know, the doctor said that, uh, you know, likely I'm never going to have the same range of motion, the quickness on my left foot and, and being a right, you know, right-handed shooter, right? Like the, the left foot is important, right? That's typically your jumping foot, right? And, um and so it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't know how this was going to pan out. And I watched the, the whole second half of our season, right, obviously recovering some friend surgery. And, you know, my path led me uh, at the end of the year, you know, I sat down with Coach uh, Parrish and, and my other coaches uh, at Salt Lake Community College, who I respected very much, by the way, and had a fantastic experience. You know, but they were also very honest with me, right? Being through an injury and being through the year, I didn't have a chance to get recruited, right, um, to Division One schools, right? I had some Division Two opportunities, right? And, and, and you, you know, frankly, kind of consensus across the coaching staff at Slick was, was, was hey, you, you know, very much they wanted me to go to a Division Two school and, and to, to play and to be the star, right, or try to be the star, right, and have that type of career opportunity. And for me, it just, it didn't resonate. Like, I, I you know, I, I loved BYU, I loved, I knew what I could get from an academic standpoint. I, I knew, you know, although my coaches and, you know, gave me feedback and although it was probably great feedback, I, those that know me know that I'm, 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 maybe I'm a little bit arrogant or, or I think, you know, I, I had my mindset on something different, right? And so no one was going to tell me otherwise. Uh, and, and for me, that's kind of like a story of my life, right? Is, is, is I've always had to work for whatever I got. And that's how I was raised. You know, my, my dad and my mom, it, like, you know, we could go into details there, but is so that path, you know, although the feedback and at the end of the season, as much as I love the coaching staff and they gave me great advice, like it, it didn't resonate and it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Right. So I chose to go to BYU and I, 
um, you know, some of you may know this, but I you know, went through the walk-on process, right? The coaches knew who I was because I was a local kid. I, you know, they had seen me play in high school and this and that, but I was coming off an injury that likely, you know, maybe I wasn't going to play again or wouldn't be myself ever again. And remember the fall coming around in October, you know, the coaching staff and I had connected with them and they said, hey, what come, year is this? come try to walk on. This would have been 2010. Okay. So 2000, the 2010-2011 uh, season, right? So Jimmer's— Prior to one of the greatest seasons in BYU it, history. Exactly. And and for me, it's like I I didn't know any of that was going to happen, right? Um, you know, Jimmer— They were like, Jimmer and Craig Cusick, lead the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jimmer <laughs> did need someone to practice against. Let's, let's, uh, exactly. No, but it was—you know, for me, it was, look, I, I knew what I wanted, and I didn't care, you know, although it wasn't a scholarship path, there's always another path, right? And so for me, it was different, and I'm used to that. And um, went to walk-on tryouts. You know, coach said, we want to have you right after walk-on, right, uh, after walk-on tryouts. And then, you know, from there, it's you put on the green jersey and you're in practice squad all year, right? And so there's a few of us that were in practice squad and and, and we all know how amazing and special that year was, right? Um, you know, and you, you, you do the little things and, and you play your hard. You, you do whatever you can to contribute to the team, right? And so um, it was... That, that was a special year. And like I said, that gets us back to the point where, you know, at the end of that season, you know, Coach Rose and the coaching staff said, look, thank you for all your efforts. We we, we want you on the team next year, right? And and will you come join? And, um, you know, we went to Greece uh, that summer and so on. So that was uh, that was the pre-BYU summary of, of kind of the, the brief career I had at the U and, and Salt Lake Community College. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, being on that team that year. Because that was a special group. It really was. Uh, what's it like in practice? What's it like as Jimmer Media unfolds? Was Jackson Emery a punk? <laughs> I love Jackson. He's so hard defensively, right? You're going yeah. up against he and Jimmer. Yeah. What was that like? That's his. You know, it's funny because I, I mean, I grew up playing against Jackson, right? So Jackson was one year older than me at Lone, Lone Peak. Lone baby. Right, and we had some battles. Yeah, I- I- exactly. And they obviously had some phenomenal teams. So, like, I had a history with Jackson, he, and he was great. <laughs> the whole team was great, right? And I, uh, you know, Logan Magnuson is a local, right, kid that Salt went Lake to community. Wasatch. Exactly, Salt Lake Community. So I had connections. Although I was a walk-on, you know, I had – I. Those guys were great, right? To to embrace me and the couple other walk-ons that there was uh, that year, and um, you know, make us a part of the team, right? As we were, right? We we didn't play in game time, right? But that very much was. Um, they were all great, right? And and that year, it, it was unbelievable, right? And so that, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah, it was tough. Like, there was time. I mean, you put on the green jerseys, you're not getting the special treatment, right? Welcome and so, to the slaughter. I mean, the yeah, team. Yeah, that's exact, you're exactly right. <laughs> but that's what I love, and that's how I was raised. So, like, I had no issue with it, right? And scout team's pretty fun, man. You can jack it up. You know what I mean? You're right? Playing, the green light is it's, super the green. The green light is real. You got the green jerseys, right? The green light is real, and it's 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 a— uh, Somebody's got to be Kawhi Leonard it, in practice. You're exactly right. So, running, running scout team for every team that year that we played, right, there was some fun scout teams that we would run, and it was— um, for me, those relationships with all of those guys, right, uh, was super special, right? And, you know, Jimmer, Jackson, but but all of them, right? Uh, Brandon, James who, Anderson, Brandon who graduated the same year I did, James Anderson, Logan Magnuson, Charles Abuo, Brock Zilstra, right? Noah, They're all, yeah, I consider them team, great, great, great friends, yeah. right, and teammates. So that was definitely a benefit from, from being a part of that team. Okay, so the next year, which – People, you either don't remember anything, both Jimmer, or you remember everything, I feel like. <laughs> the next year is the unbelievable Iona comeback. You guys go to the final, uh, the first four in Dayton. 
Later, it's the Final Four in the yep. NIT. So you had this varied experience, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Think about your basketball experience. Unbelievable. You got the U, you're at Slick, you're at BYU with that year. Iona. Okay, that game. Down, what, 25? The largest. 25. The largest comeback at the time in the NCAA yep. tournament history. Someone has done better since, which is un- amazing, too. Jim Nance is calling it. It's Dayton. You guys are up, then you're down, and then you ultimately went. What's that like? A year off of Jimmermania. So it's a different vibe, a different team, right? It's a different team, right? And 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 you're right. Like going into that year, you know, there's a a level of expectation, right? That you want to back up, you know, a great season like the Sweet 16 run with another great season. You don't want the fall off, right? And so, you know, as a player and for the fans and and so that it was a it was a great year, right? Like, look, we we made it to the NCAA tournament after losing, you know, potentially one of the greatest players in BYU history, right? And, the, and there's history. a few exactly, and and national player of the year, right? And and other teammates like Jackson, et cetera. I was like, but we, you know, we had a nucleus, right? And we had a, a you know a strong culture on that team, right? Formed of great guys who had played in the years past, et cetera. And so, you know, as that junior year, my junior year went on. I remember throughout the season, you know, I got more and more playing time because as a walk-on, as you can imagine, right, you're you taking advantage of every minute, right, of, of every game that you have a chance. And and for me, it you know it you know I was fortunate that early in the season I got in a position where I was uh, you know able to make an impact and 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 get some playing time. But that Iona, right, so it was a first four game, right, uh, play-in game. And I remember showing up in Dayton, Ohio, right. I remember Barack Barack Obama, President Obama was in the house, and. Um, we were there, and and we're down twenty five, right? This is a this Iona team was no joke, and uh, athletic, fast. They played very similar to, to to us, very fast, right? They they jack it up. They weren't afraid to jack it up, right? And so any team could go on any significant run at any moment, and we got down twenty five in the first half, and I remember. You know, for me, that was a, you know, second to the experience of the Utah State game winner. This game, you know, is a, is, is a close second in regards to, you know, single game. You know, for me, I, I played most of the second half, played, uh, you know, last part of the first half. Uh, didn't score, but I, you know, I, I believe I had eight or nine assists. Um, you and, learned how to pass. And I learned how to pass, right? I had never <laughs> learned in high school how to pass, but I was forced to learn how to pass. No, um, but you're right. It was... That comeback, right? And Noah Hartsock's turnaround jumper that is always wet and on the baseline. And, and Davies yeah. and I remember Brock's, you know, layup at the end of the game to kind of put the exclamation point on it. But that, you know, that was one special experience, right? To have that run. And then, you know, and the you know, I remember looking up at the fans, not only my family, but all the fans were like crying. And I, we were we were elated, but I saw so many fans I look, they're crying. But they're it was the most like they were we were all so elated with joy and happiness. It was like, it was so fun, right? And then we go into Marquette uh, in, into the next game, and Jay Crowder's on that team Jay and a Crowder, few man. other great teammates yeah. uh, or good team members, and he we had a good game. We, we got down early uh, in that game as well. We, you guys we, tried it again. You're like, hey, it worked. We, we came, exactly. We tried it again, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think we got it back to six or eight in the second half, right? And then I, I think they ended up winning by about 15 or something like that. But... Um, Man, those two games were a special experience. And to your point, you know, for me, you know, my sophomore year was being part of the Sweet 16 team. You know, my junior year was part of that comeback win and and uh, not getting as far as we wanted, but uh, having a, g- a good showing at the NCAA tournament. And then uh, my senior year being in uh, the NIT tournament, right? So, so not where we wanted to be, but taking advantage of the opportunity and making it to the Final Four in the NIT tournament uh, in Madison Square Garden. and that what was, was that like to play in there? That, that, that's that, the that, mecca of basketball. That was a whole other experience, right? And uh, for me, and, you know, 
as I, you know, thought about that and, and thought about that experience, it was, once again, it was special. That was one of the last moments or last trips that I had with my dad and my family, right? So it was, you know, they came out to, to New York and, um, you know, we all, uh, you know, enjoyed that experience. New York's about the last place my dad would ever want to be, but we got him <laughs> out there. And I think for for us as a family, it was, yeah. you know, looking back now, it was one of the last, uh, you know, hurrahs that we had on a family vacation together. And, um, you know, so to share that experience together in Madison Square Garden senior year, although it's not the NCAA tournament, man, make it to that Final Four run. It was a special team and it was a special run. And we lost to a, a great Baylor team who had some studs and, and, and had a great team. So anyway, that was, yeah, capped off the, yeah, the, the three years uh, for me. How soon after does your dad pass away, that Madison Square Garden experience? Um, he passed away a year later, about, yeah, a little over a year is, is when he passed away. So he, um, you know, for about a year's time, he, he was battling and at home. Right. It was, you know, back and forth to Huntsman Cancer Institute in Salt Lake for a little over a year. Chemo, radiation, all different surgeries. Right. Um, For a little over a year. But, you know, there was no travel. There was no family. Right. He was he was pretty, you know, home ridden for most of that, you know, time. So, yeah, it was it was the tail end of, you know, certainly, you know, for us as a family. Right. Opportunities to do things together. So it was it was the following July. Right. When he passed away. So you mentioned the trip to Greece. Uh, as a team, every four years, uh, a team gets to go on an international trip if they want. So you go on this trip to Greece, and your life changes there as well through a relationship you build with a BYU donor who ends up being a bigger deal years later. <laughs> Ryan Smith. You're exactly with right. With Qualtrics, the job you have now. You're right. I remember, you know, so that was right after the Sweet 16. Coach Rose and the coaching staff usually sits down with every player at that time. And when he sat down with me, he asked me to come back for the next year. And part of that was, you know, that upcoming summer, we had the trip to Greece. And I remember before we, of course, I said, yes, I want to be on the team. And I was elated, right? But um, remember my brother-in-law, he called me on the phone. He said, you're going to Greece. One of my best friend is, 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 is going to Greece. You should get to know him. He's a great guy. Him and his wife, referring of Ryan and Ashley, um, were going to Greece. And so we went on that trip as a team. Phenomenal experience, right? Uh, played the Italian national team, you know, and a couple other national teams, right? Um, fun basketball, right? We got killed, but it was a great experience, <laughs> right? And 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 played some good games and got to know Ryan and Ashley. And you're right, that was the connection point for me over the next two years. I that was a friendship and a mentorship that started right away, and uh, they became very good friends. And for me, after graduating. Um, it made a lot of sense, although I didn't consider it as a career path, right? I had studied accounting at BYU and so was headed down a totally different career path, right? In, in, in banking. And, you know, once my dad's situation happened, it, Ryan, you know, came to me and he said, look, there's a, there's an opportunity here at Qualtrics, right? A much smaller company than it is today. But, you know, I was like, look, this is great. I thought it was going to be a temporary thing. I'd start and, 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 you know, month in quarter in, you know, every year and it's, it's just got better and better and it's, it's been great. So to stay here locally, right. Stay connected to the program, have a career built here in Provo with Qualtrics, with Ryan, with the rest of the Qualtrics team, right. Has been pretty special and honestly allowed me to stay connected, right. To this program that I care so much about. That's awesome. And uh, what a difference he's made, not only in for BYU basketball, but obviously for the Utah jazz now, which has been awesome. And we're all we're all just kind of so proud, right? Yep. As as uh, he's a former BYU alum, 
we claim, hey, he's, he's one of us. He's has, ours. He, has he graduated yet? <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. I think he graduated he's, like three years ago or something. I think he figured it out finally and yeah. passed his last class. Hey, so. he and Jim McMahon he's took a minute, right? <laughs> like he exactly. spoke at my brother-in-law's uh, you know, MBA convocation mm-hmm. and told his story, which is pretty incredible. So what what a journey you've had. How, how would you summarize the journey you've had, not only in basketball, but in life and the role that sort of BYU played in it? Yeah. BYU specifically has played a role in my life, literally my whole life, right? I grew up here in Orem, Utah, right? And so, like I mentioned before, as a little kid, right, I was going to the games, right? Yeah, it was the Travis Hansen. Who was of your the guy? World. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, but dude, I remember all of them. Mark Bagley, you name it, right? Like That, I, that early 2000s Yeah, era, that was probably awesome. like my junior high, high school years, right? Okay. Were those guys, Elder right? Eight Mile. Yeah. Torella Day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all those guys. Exactly. Rashawn Brodus. I remember it was like a high school kid coming in here and playing with Rashawn at yep. one of the camps. And like, there was, they had some great, great teams and great players, but I was. Um, and don't forget Cosmo, man. I was in that Cosmo club. So Cosmo I was eating club, pizza, baby. like, you know, the dollar pizza, slice of pizza. And I was, I was at every game. So BYU for me as a, as a kid and to be able to, you know, in college, to, I, I diverted for a bit, right? Uh, t- took a different path uh, for a couple years. But, you know, to, to come back and to finish it at BYU and, and now to be this close to BYU and to have, uh, you know, the connections and the relationships um, means the world to me, right? Uh, Coach Rose all of my coaches, right? Uh, to see Coach Pope and what he's doing. And he, he was an assistant. He loves you, dude. He's like, oh, get Craig Cusick <laughs> on the practice uh, that we had. So for those who missed it, we mic up Mark Pope and some of the assistants. We're doing a live broadcast of practice. We've never done this before, right? Listen, Dave's great. He never wanted to wear a mic, right? He was just like, it wasn't his thing. Mark, that's his thing. He wanted it. So we have on Rick Patino, Danny Ainge, and you. Yeah, of course. I star, fit right in. I fit star right studded in. lineup, bro. <laughs> You're exactly right, man. I was, like, no I, pressure, yeah, Craig, I was the finishing touch, right, on onto that series of yeah, exactly. Coach <laughs> Patino, my guy Danny Age, and then you know to wrap it up with me, you know, if, if it was fit, right? I, I, I think no one was surprised by that. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> that I'm was sure. really fun. That was really fun. So for me, like back to that point, Jerem, like I yeah to finish my career and now to now to even post career to be tied to the program. Um, you know, Coach Pope was an assistant when uh, I was there as well, and he had a massive impact, right? Coach Rose and Coach Pope. So to have those relationships and with the rest of the staff, right, and the staff that's there now, like Co- Coach Feger, right? Cody Feger was actually with me at the U when I was at the U. As uh, the video coordinator? Exactly. Okay. Coach Lacombe, who was with Coach Rose, was with me at the U as well. Like, there's just been enough, like, the, these relationships for me, you know, I'm I'm pretty passionate, right? In fact, I just moved about 30 seconds down the road, and it's like I plan on building my family around this university and around this campus and around this program. And it's for me, it's 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 one of the things I care about, right? We'll we'll be at the games, right? My kids love it, my boys love it. Uh, it you know, so the Cosmo Club? we're all about it. I I don't know if it exists anymore, but if it does, I'm going to get a minute. We so, need to figure that out. Yeah, it, exactly. exactly. So it, it it's meant the world to me, for sure. Okay, tell me about your family dynamics and how that shaped you. Yeah, Jerem, growing up, you know, I here in Orem, Utah, right? Both both of my parents were full time workers, right? So my my dad, when he was younger and and, and newly married, he 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 he'd coached his whole his whole life. Like he he he'd been in and out of coaching. They actually lived up in Bountiful, right? My parents before I was born. I only give you this context because I want to tell you a little bit about my dad and my parents, right? Because uh, it'll shed some light on how I how I think about the world. 
um, and how I was raised. But, you know, I remember my dad was teaching at Bountiful Junior High, right? This is before I was born. And he would, he bought this land down in Orem, right? Um, where, you know, they would build a house and, you know, he would teach school uh, up in Bountiful. Then he would drive down to Orem every day. And I, I don't remember how long it took, but a year or two, right? Worth of uh, teaching school, drive down to Orem, and he he built our whole house, right? Um, you know, by himself, and he he would do that. He'd he'd work through the dark, and you know, drive back up to Bountiful, probably get home around two a.m. Right? He he'd work, and then he'd he'd wake up at four thirty, right? And he'd do the same process over. And that was that was for you know a couple of years, right? As he built our house, and and that got my family to Orem, and you know, obviously a few years later, I'm I'm then born. But my point in sharing that is. Man, I, my dad taught right at Provo High School for, for 30 years. He helped coach basketball at Provo High. My, my mom always worked, right, growing up. They would have never, but never was there a moment where I didn't feel their support, right, throughout my basketball, my schooling career, anything personal I wanted to be a part of. And with five kids and the careers that my parents were in, it, it took a lot, right? Uh, they had to stretch themselves, and it was a month-to-month thing. And I, I never realized this as a kid because they would have never let me know, right, uh, this is a kid. And you don't realize those things. But for me, it was, you know, if they can get by month-to-month, like, that's a win, right? And so it was looking back, uh, uh, you know, I the way that they, they raised me, right? I, I never had a scholarship here at BYU, right? It, that was, you know, for me in the moment— Right. It was one of the personal things I really dealt with, especially after my junior year when I when I, you know, thought I had earned a scholarship, right? I had started games. Like I don't know what starters don't aren't on scholarship. It was a hard thing for me to swallow, right? And you know, but as I look back now and I could honestly say, right, and my and, and, and the great coaches I had and Coach Rose and Pope and others, like when they you know, when we had to have these hard conversations about not having a scholarship available, these guys are what kept me here, right? Like they, their support, their relationships, their their friendship, their mentorship, and my parents. It's it's never been about. I've never had the easy path, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I I honestly look back and I couldn't be more grateful for my parents setting the tone for me. On you know, I remember them when I when we had the conversation going in my senior year when I realized I wasn't on scholarship. Uh, I remember being pretty emotional about it, right? Because it, it was it was surprising to me. But I remember having the conversation with my parents, and my parents were the first, right, to put me in my place and help me understand, right, what this is about, right, and that they were going to make ends meet. We're going to make it happen. And with my my wife at the time as well, uh, who was working full time, between all of it, we could cover it, right? We can make things work. And so, like, this isn't about. You know, uh, you know, we all want to be on scholarship, but this is much deeper than this. This is about the relationships, the experience that I can have, right? I'm playing basketball, which is my dream. And whether I was on scholarship or not, I, I, it was a dream of mine. And, and I, that dream came true. And, and that whole experience, and like I said before, those relationships, those coaches, those teammates who did get the scholarships, they, they mean more to me than anything else, right, that I could ever ask for. And so I, I genuinely, as I think about how I was raised, I just... You know, we, well, I was raised to do the right thing and whether it's, you know, even if the easy way is the hard way, right. Um, or the right way, you're going to do it the right way. Right. Like you get my point here is I, my dad and my mom, um, two unbelievable people, right. Who, and my siblings, very close knit family. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay. You know, we, we, we were raised and to, to do things and to do hard work and to wake up early and to put in the hours and to never be scared of that. Right. Because it can get you to places, right. That, that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be without it. So, 
you know, to shed a little bit of light just on the overall summary, it's, it's, I, I challenge the, I love the opportunity. I love the challenge in an opportunity, right? If I'm in a career, if I'm in something where there's not the challenge or if I'm not being stretched, if I'm not uncomfortable, right? I, 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 I get very disengaged, right? So, uh, you know, for me, I, I want to be stretched. I want to be thrown into the fire. I want to be thrown, like I, that is, that is what I love, right? That's where I'm, I'm most engaged. Um, and, you know, I give a lot of credit to my parents and, and how I was raised that way and, and, and for the people around me. So um, anyway, I, uh, for me, those are a few concepts about my life that I think have, have helped me, right? Whether it's schooling, um, whether it's, you know, basketball, whether it's now a career in, you know, technology and, and business, right? Um, and, and hopefully much more. And as a dad and, you know, myself, it's, man, I'm all in on that. And I'm trying to pass those same things onto my two boys and my, my little girl, right? And that's, that's my life now. So it's, it's, it's trying to take everything I've learned and, and funnel it now, right, to, to the next generation. So as we, as we all try to do. Well, Craig, this has been a really fun journey through your life uh, and catching up and diving into moments uh, that I didn't know as much about. I thought I knew something. I know more now about you. So we appreciate the time and uh, best of luck with everything. We'll see you, we'll see you courtside of games. Yeah, absolutely. I, hey, look, as long as I can still get those courtside ticks, <laughs> then I'm, 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 I'm good to go. And that's what I mean. I'm going to send my boys up to the, up to the rafters. You they have, sit up there. They have, it too, they have it too easy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They have it too easy right now. So, Jerem, thanks for having me, man. Uh, love being on here. Love what you guys are doing. Uh, massive fan of yours personally and the rest of the university. So, um, pretty proud to be a, an alum of this, uh, this great university. Well, thank you so much, Craig. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jerem. Appreciate it. That'll do it for us. You can watch these deep blue stories on the BYU TV app, listen to previous episodes of the radio show on the BYU radio app. For Craig Cusick and producer Trent Reimschusel, I'm Jerem Jordan. We'll be back every Saturday with more compelling deep blue stories right here on BYU Radio. BYU Radio.